welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your host, your girl, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have the founder of Inspirational Visions, LLC, an author, podcaster, mentor, and the coordinator for Family Promise. It gives me great honor to introduce to you, Miss Mary Markham. Okay, what was your inspiration for your series of books? My inspiration was really my journey. I've gone through a lot in my life and I just um, felt like I needed to write a book. Um, But it started actually with um, a friend at the time had um, asked me to be an author in a book of 20 authors. And so that was called The Miracle Effect. It was about an angel coming into my life during a dark time. When I was 14, I was sexually abused. And um, when I didn't know where to turn, God placed this woman in my life. Um, she just flat out asked me, do you believe in God? And I said, absolutely. And um, through talking to me and helping me through my sadness and she ended up giving me her Bible, which I still have to this day. Oh, and, wow. Um, and that was, oh my goodness, oh, probably, I don't know, I'm aging myself a long time, 30 <laughs> plus years ago. Um, okay. And um, it, it just, it reminded me, the inspiration came from either people coming into my life and teaching me something or me in their life teaching them. And so from that, Um, I wrote my book in God's hands, a memoir of hope. And that is really about my journey of going through miscarriages. Um, I had two before my daughter, two after, and then I got my son and, um, and even with my son, I mean, he he survived. And then we got to the day he was born, which he happened to be, um, almost a month early. And, then that day they're like, uh, he's not going to make it. I'm like, what? No, you can't do this to me. God, please. I've already gone through four. I don't need to lose the son. And, and, um, and anyway, he ended up, um, God answered our prayers. It was just amazing. And awesome. the power of prayer is really amazing. Um, so yes, it is. he survived. Um, but, um, when I went through my miscarriages, um, one in particular was the second one, um, purposely waited until 12 weeks to tell the family. And then I started hemorrhaging and I just remember feeling so empty in the hospital and just like, didn't want to talk to anybody, just very numb. And this angel walked into my room and it was a nurse and she didn't say anything. She just held me. And it was like, God purposely sent her there to wrap her arms around me to let me know that I was going to be okay. And I think too, maybe that was a time when I really believe that God puts people in our lives to, again, teach us or learn from, but it's not, we're not going through these things because we did something bad. I always believe that we go through these things for us or for someone else to learn. And, um, so not necessarily for me, I mean, what am I going to learn from that? But, 
but maybe it's something happened that the doctor needed to learn or a nurse or, you know, somebody along that path that day. And that's really how I go through life. I believe that every day is a school day. We're all learning or teaching. Third book is Manifesting Your Dreams, which comes out this week. And that's um, a compilation of 20 authors. And my chapter is entitled The World is Our Classroom. And again, talking about how we learn from each other. I believe that we're like traveling teachers. We're either Mm -hmm. teaching or learning. It's amazing how God has put people in my life um, through all of these books, actually. One person led to another, and I feel so connected with so many wonderful angels. I feel really blessed by each door that has been opened for my writing and my message to get out. And in God's hands is um, that hope is in the heart of the believer. And in that book, I go through my journey of helping people or learning and but never giving up hope no matter what I go through so is this book more of a memoir yeah it's 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 about my life journey okay. but it's a memoir of of hope so whoever reads it um, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from it um, very inspiring people have said wow I can't believe you went through that but it inspires me to never give up hope and that's really the message is Mm -hmm. no matter what you're going through, don't give up hope because there's always someone in your life to help you and be there for you. We just need to um, have faith and believe that God will put that person in your life. Now, have you noticed that when writing a book, especially about yourself, that you Mm -hmm. find yourself finding out more about yourself as you're writing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it's interesting that you say that because when I started writing my book, there were emotions that came out that I didn't know existed because you're reliving some of those experiences along your journey. And it was so healing. Now looking back, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I needed to do it. I no longer have any of the the bitterness from my past or anything like that. I, I'm, I wouldn't change a thing. Glad that I went down the journey because I wouldn't be who I am today. Yes. Feel like the chains have been like broken. Yes. Yeah. You've been set free. Amen. I I think I told you I was writing a book and there's like a chapter I'm on right now. And I literally just kind of got full while I was typing it out. And I'm like, Oh my God, I completely, forgot how much this part hurt but it's like it's good to get it all out that weight that comes off as you're putting your putting yourself out on it and it's scary too because you're yeah you're letting it out but you're giving it out to the world yeah at the same time so oh you're yeah. definitely vulnerable that's yeah. for sure yeah and that was really hard to get through the first time i think man um the miracle effect once that chapter oh that was really putting myself out there because a lot of people didn't know that I was abused. Mm-hmm. And so putting that down on paper and now the world can read that. Oh boy. You know, and it's almost like 
you feel like everybody in the world read it when they're when you're walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. looking at you and you they're like, they know. Right. <laughs> but you know, I, I have to say too that I can honestly say I I'm not a judgment I, I don't judge people. And so I thought if you want to judge me or treat me different because of knowing that, then shame on you. You know? Yeah. That's between you and your God. Uh so writing your book and writing the series of books that you were involved in, is that how you got into your podcasting? It is actually. Um through when I when I wrote in, in God's hand, or then I my editor, um, Marla McKenna, she was helping with that and then she had asked me to be an author in Manifesting Your Dreams. And then through that I met uh, Videl Cisneros and he um, has a podcast. And, and so I just, all of a sudden, like one day, like I felt called to doing this because I thought what better way to get that message of we're all learning from each other. So I just started asking him questions and it's interesting how God talks to you because when I first had this idea, it was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then he's like, yeah, we can launch it at such and such date. And I'm like, no, that it, it can't because I have this going on and serious things. And the timing just wasn't right. And then six or eight months went by. It was like, okay, God, this is it. The timing is right. And so we launched in October. I, I love it. I love the, the stories from the people. I love the people that I've met. Um, and I would have never met them had I not mm-hmm. gone through journey. That's the whole purpose of the the podcast is really for everyone to have a voice and everyone to learn what they need to learn from the person they're listening to. And you're right. Doing a podcast, I would have never met you. And I've never known your story or the other ladies that, you know, introduced me to you. I would have never known their stories. Mm -hmm. So it's like the whole point of, you know, I think podcasting for anybody who does it is to find out that there are other people who are just like you. Yes. And I think it's important for people to hear the vulnerability in each other. I'm sure you felt that way too. You're like scared to death to start something like, oh yeah, this isn't going to work. And you start second guessing or doubting yourself. Um, Once I got past that, it's like, no, this is good. And you know, if you don't like this topic, then don't listen to it, you know, but right. there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. There's somebody out there that needs to hear the message. And, and that's why I just keep doing what I do. But um, I have to say too, when I read information about you, I feel like God really put us together through those other people, because you and I have similar journeys when I was reading your, your profile. Um, it it fascinated me how similar our stories. Oh, really? Like what part? Um, a blended family and uh, you said you've had some, um, darkness from your past, how God, you have this wonderful family, your husband and kids and blended family. And that's the same with me. So it just really stood out. Oh, that's awesome. But you're right. When I finally decided to, cause act like you, 
you know, the book was first. I was writing the book and I was like, I need a platform. Mm-hmm. And at first I was going to do the YouTube thing. And I'm like, okay, God, everybody and their mama is doing YouTube. Mm-hmm. What could I actually bring that's different on YouTube that's not really on there? So I tried a couple of things, but I really wasn't really feeling it. So then I was like, well, let me try podcasting because I found out that, believe it or not, there are lesser podcasts out there than there is YouTube channels out there. So there is someone who's more likely to listen to your podcast than there is to see you on YouTube. Really? Okay. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I did a whole lot of homework, a whole (laughs) lot of homework. I was like, okay, well, let me do a podcast. And I was like, well, I just call it the same title that, you know, the Lord gave me the name of my book, Worldly Church Girl. Uh So I was like, well, I just call it the same thing, Worldly Church Girl. And um, I got a lot of flack about that name. (laughs) why i love it well because a lot of people when you connect the world the word worldly to church they automatically think well the world and the church don't go together right and i'm like well that's not what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'm i'm saying that to the world i don't fit in because i'm too churchy but Mm -hmm. to the church i don't fit in with certain churches not all churches but certain mm-hmm. churches i don't fit in because they will consider me too worldly but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i'm not saved right that does not mean i don't you know believe in the mm-hmm. trinity that doesn't right. mean any of that it just means just the stigma of where i feel like i've been placed right. as being a worldly church girl mm-hmm. so that, i love it i can't wait to read your book oh thank you and you, oh. are you the type of writer that um, needs like less distractions? Yes. Quiet. Yes, and yeah. I'm and I'm a pantser, so I don't I don't do outlines. I mm-hmm. I write rather seat on my pants. So mm-hmm. as that's you know I'm writing straight from what I remember happened. Yeah. And it's not going to be it's not a memoir. It's going to be um, fiction. So basically, names are going to be changed to save innocent, sure. not so innocent so mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna get back to you oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna interview you you know that, I, I, I know in my podcast oh i love to okay they tell, tell me when you know we're when this, when <laughs> i say okay. tell me when but you probably <laughs> i probably need to give you my phone number so you can text me will you pick up the phone <laughs> right. Right. yes <laughs> okay um so I see you're involved in a whole lot of mentoring programs, and that is a blessing within itself. But you're a part of Family Promise. What is that about? Family Promise is a nonprofit organization um, that helps the homeless. And, and homeless in the sense of, you know, any of us can really be homeless at any given time. Mm-hmm. Like there have been people that you know, lost their job and then the trickle effect goes down and then they lost their apartment or their house or whatever. And they end up in the situation and nobody plans to ever be there. Um, but what they do is family promise has, and, and this isn't like recreating the wheel. It was started, um, I want to say in the eighties in New York and, um, 
where a woman helped uh, make sandwiches for these families. Um, but so it's 13 churches. And so if, if you're a homeless person, you go in and you meet with the case manager and director and you actually have to say, I agree to the terms of going through this program. And, mm-hmm. and basically what it is, is you literally go from church to church each week. You can be in the program for 60 to 90 days. Um, but during your stay, so you're spending the night, you're eating and you're spending the night at a church. And then you go back to the center during the day or your job and you use the resources that are available to you through the organization, um, whether it be financially or they'll help, um, you know, show you steps on how to, um, you know, get to the sustainability part of your life um, through your apartment and your finances. And they give you that 30 to 90 days. So then you can save enough money to maybe put money down um, for an apartment or house, whatever. And so um, I'm the coordinator through our church. And so we have people that come in. Some people um, like to just make meals. Some people will volunteer and they have to go through the proper training um, to be able to be around. So everything is safeguarded. So you have to be vetted to be around the guests because everything is confidential. And I tell them you have to be flexible because anything can change at a dime. Um, We can be told on Friday. So it goes Sunday to Sunday. We can be told that, oh, we have two guests this week. And then by Sunday night or Monday, we have four guests, but we never have more than four, uh, four families. And a, and a family consists of, it can be a single mom and a child or children, a single, just a single parent or parents and child, but family being that there is a child. Um, it's not just a homeless person needing a place to stay. So okay. that's the, the whole premise behind it is family. So it's nobody wants to be homeless. And, um, but I've met so many incredible people and so many wonderful stories of, you know, the ones that stay focused and use this um, organization to benefit them. And they come out. I mean, we've gotten letters that will just bring you to tears um, where you first meet someone. And, and I mean, I can put myself in, in their shoes going, yeah, I don't want you staring at me. I don't want you to meet me because I I'm homeless and I'm ashamed. I, I have to stay in this, this church. And, um, and then as you get to know the volunteers, all of a sudden you see them changing and they're warming up to you. And by the end of the week, you actually establish a relationship and friendship with them. It breaks your heart to like, it's like a bittersweet because you don't want them to leave because now you have this new friend, but now you want to, you know, let them go and right. spread your wings and get to where they need to go. Um, but we've received some beautiful letters from people that have moved on. And literally, like I said, you know, after the 90 days, now 
one family moved down. I want to say it was either Texas or Georgia and one in Florida. And um, they started their life over and they said, thank you. Thank you for the volunteers. Thank you for the program. It really helped me. So um, I'm just very passionate about it. And um, I've been doing this for five years now. And um, I love it. The very first family that walked into our church, we're fortunate in our church because we have an old school hall. Mm -hmm. And so the classrooms we set up so they look like picture like a a little apartment. So we have a cot and and like a table, a nightstand with a lamp. And um, we have a blanket. And then we always, we have um, the religious ed kids made um, pillowcases. And so we put the pillowcases down and they'll have some writing or drawing or something on it. And the very first family that walked in, I will never forget because I cried. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a mom and two kids, a boy and a girl. And I showed them into their room where they would be staying. And the boy said, oh, mom, look, that's what you tell me all the time. And whatever it was on this pillowcase. Oh, my gosh, that's what you say. And look, mom, it was it was like divine intervention. God planted exactly. Oh, wow. And I just started crying. She goes, can I hug you? And I'm like, of course you can. (laughs) Because I'm crying right now. And of course you can. Um, so you, you just don't know how you're going to touch these families. And, um, so it's just very rewarding. Yeah. I love it. Little girls come running. Hi. And that you never met them. You know, (laughs) I I just love you because you're a person. (laughs) Now, 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 is that how you get into the, um, you, uh, are the founder of inspirational vision? Is that what made you do that? No, actually, that came first. So Inspirational Visions came, um, this is kind of interesting. When I was going through a lot of things, I lost my mom in 2008 to pancreatic cancer. And she went really quick. And my mother was absolutely my best friend. And we were inseparable. And we talked no matter where I lived, we talked every day. So you can just imagine, you know, going through those hardships and heavy things and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit was talking to me in the middle of the night, and there were three visions that came to me at different times. And the first one was let go, let God. And I would get up in the middle of the night and I would draw everything out and like, okay, now what do you want me to do with this? You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is great that you gave this to me, but I don't know. And so then the second one was I am, and it's, um, positive affirmations running through our, our veins. And that's what God wants. He's the center of our life. And he wants um, us to believe all the positive things. He doesn't want us to to look at anything negative because he didn't create anything negative. And so the image is all positive affirmations running through like it's in your blood. And God is the center. He's the, the way, the truth of life. And then the third one is broken, not shattered. And this came to me where it was this um, arched window and it was broken and shattered and all these pieces. The light was shining so bright 
And it was all the negative things that the world wants us to believe are the cracks. Mm -hmm. But the positive words that you see coming through are what God wants us to believe that, you know, we are loved and we're strong and confident. And it shows that when we let go and let God, his light is brighter than any of our darkness. Amen. Yeah. So I created these and it's like, okay, God, now what, you know, um, that's how inspirational visions came to be. And so it's, it's still evolving. And with writing the books in the podcast, those are really my platform. Um, and now I'm going back and, and enhancing the products and want to get my business going on that as well. What do you enjoy the most about what you do? I really love making a difference in someone's life. I, I love making them feel like they're not alone, that they can get through anything. I love helping people. Um, I'm very empathetic and compassionate about that. And that just fills my heart. If I did that all day long, I'd be really, really in a happy place. Now, if you wasn't doing this, what do you think you might be doing? I would definitely be involved in some nonprofit organization, just helping people. Now, what advice would you give someone who wanted to do something like you doing, like the podcast, the books, the um, um, the mentoring programs? Someone who has a passion to do something, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? I would tell them first that we all have a gift and to not give up on that dream because you, if you feel it in your heart to do whatever it is that you want to do, listen to that still small voice and let God guide you. He will take you down a path that's incredible. He will introduce you to people that you never imagined. I mean, I can honestly tell you right now to all of your audience that I never thought in a million years I would be, if you would have told me even five years ago that I would be on your podcast, I like, yeah, right. Sure. You know, <laughs> I, I just went, it, it amazes me how God has worked in my life. So I just never give up. Always know that there's hope to get through whatever and don't be afraid to ask and, and remember that whatever you're going through, you're, you're going through it because it's part of your journey. It's part of what God wants you to learn. There's a quote that someone said um, to me, and I love it. Life isn't happening to us. It's happening for us. So don't give up on your dream. Keep moving forward and just don't rush it. Just let God guide you would be the best advice I can give someone. Now, what advice do you give yourself when you're having a bad day? Oh, Mary, take a deep breath <laughs> and put this in God's hands. I do that all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm always questioning myself. I'm always saying, Mary, you already know this answer. You already know what you're supposed to do. So why are you reacting? Or why do you think this? Or why do you feel this way? 
it just happened again this morning. I, but I, I'm at the point now where I catch myself. So I stop and pull myself back and remind myself, okay, you just gave advice to someone today to let go and let God. Well, why don't you take your own advice? Mm-hmm. Got it. That, okay. <laughs> that's funny. I, I've done that like a billion times. I'm like, okay, why are you tripping? Because you know, God's going to bring you out of this. He did it right. before. He'll do it again. So mm-hmm. relax. Right. Just calm down. Oh, and or the best one is like you said, when you're giving someone advice and you hear yourself <laughs> tell them something and it's like, Okay, God, I hear you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You're trying to tell me. Right. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. It is it, it's enlightening, isn't it? It's it's hilarious. That's why I say God has a sense of humor. He's oh. like, you know what? I'm not gonna even answer her. I'm gonna let her answer herself. Oh. <laughs> when so I met my husband I met my husband now on an airplane. And you talk about God having a great sense of humor when he <laughs> met me and he said, would you ever move? I was living in Colorado at the time. He goes, would you ever move back to Wisconsin? I go, heck no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and God said, yeah, right. <laughs> Let me tell you who's in control, Missy. A year later. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical. We still laugh at that because it, you know, it's like even the kids are like, how is all this going to happen? How are you going to do this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm praying about it. And every single thing that was supposed to happen, happened. Everything fell. I mean, every door was open, some closed, and and here I am. You just never know. You don't. You just never know. That's funny. I met my husband through a dating site. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, I got on there and I said, okay, God, because I was like, this dating scene sucks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to get on here for one billing cycle. If you don't send me nobody by the end of the cycle, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I refuse to keep paying these people money for these jokers on here because they're, they're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. And actually, when him and I connected, I blocked him. I, well, let me let me rephrase that. I tried to block him, and the button wouldn't work. And God said, "Uh huh." Let me tell he you. He was like, "What are you doing?" Because everybody else I blocked, that button had no problem, but with him, it did not work. And I'm like, "This dude, no, I'm not feeling him." And I kept trying to block him because he said something that kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah, it was it was a compliment, but it was like that's weird. So I was like, "I don't like it." So I'm trying, trying to block him, and it just would not work. And I know God was like, is she nuts? I'm sending her the man of her dreams right. and the one she's been praying for and right. she's fucking him. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Don't I tell my husband. To the devil. Yeah, so I tell my husband, we laugh at it. I said, you know, I almost blocked you. Yeah. I almost blocked you. I said, at least I tried. I said, I tried God, to block you. I tried to block you and it didn't work. I said, so thank God okay. it didn't work. a great sense of humor. Yes, he does. Uh, so how can people find out about your books? Oh, you can um, contact me at inspirationalvisionsllc.com. Um, they are all on there. Um, and you can email me or you can email me, um, mary at inspirationalvisionsllc.com. 
or catch me on Instagram. Send me instant message um, and check out the podcast. Um, it's on YouTube, Google Play. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what's the name of the podcast? It is Inspirational Visions. Oh, awesome. See, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. No, go ahead. No, because this is my, my, my coup de grace, my last question for you. So you ready? Okay. So if you could have any song be your theme song, when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? I really love, I can only imagine. And I love that song. I love Christian music, but there's so many reasons why I, that the the song just hits me in a lot of ways but instantly I think of I can only imagine what God has in plan for me I can only imagine um, how I will be that day that I meet him um, but I can only imagine God has such an amazing plan for me and it just it lights me up so when I walk in a room if I heard that song I it would just it would light me up Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. You you you'll be really amazed of the broad range of theme songs people give me. Yeah. Uh, it, I I love it though cuz everybody has a different reason and mm-hmm. that's I'm not going to announce my song until my 100th episode. Okay. okay. I'm going to hold on to it. <laughs> okay. I was just going to ask you, but okay, I'll wait. I'll wait until you're 100. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mary. I'm oh, so glad we you, did Lincoln. this. Yeah, you're awesome. You. Oh, you are too. And I appreciate the opportunity. And I look forward to having you on my show. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary, for a great interview. You are a one in a million lady. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And why haven't you subscribed? It's only going to get better, folks. I guarantee it. So as always, thanks for listening to your one and only Worldly Church Girl.